And so we said, how do we help individuals be able to have hope and how do we help them flourish? And so these are the, those are the, that's the momentum. The vision itself is the momentum that dictates what we continue to do to get to that vision where we're no longer needed in our community. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Missions That Made Them. I am your host, Jason Verdelli. This isn't just a podcast, but rather it's a movement. It's a movement designed to make the world a better place by bringing more awareness to the great work of the people and organizations making a difference. And more importantly, how you can help. We live in a world today surrounded by a narrative in the media that focuses in on negativity and draws attention to the problems, but not the solutions. Our guests represent the solutions, not the problems. And I'm super excited, excited today to introduce our guest from the Hope Center in KC, Marvin Daniels. Marvin Daniels is, is the basically running this organization, and uh, he's going to tell us about everything what the Hope Center is doing. And I had a chance to check these guys out before this interview here and, and what, they're, what they're doing. And it's just absolutely incredible in terms of the education, all the educational programs that you offer. And we're going to dive into uh, some some deep subjects in here. I think that are that are really important. Um, and I think what you guys are doing is really revolutionizing, uh, uh, you know, education and, and what you're doing in the urban community. So um, it is just uh, just awesome. So thank you, Jason. Marvin, thank welcome. you so very much. It's great to be here and great to be on this podcast. Excellent. So tell us a little about uh, you know uh, fifty thousand. Take us on an airplane. Take us to fifty thousand foot. Uh, maybe maybe fly us in about twenty five thousand feet. Uh, tell us a little about. I'll be honored to uh, do the Hope that. Center, For twenty three years, the Hope Center has been a neighbor, <laughs> right here on the east side of Kansas City. We are a community youth development organization, and so when I say youth development organization, I'm talking about we provide asset based training and programs for K through 12. And then we have an alumni program for those students who go on to the workforce or onto college where we continue to bring them together. They either come back as volunteers. We have programs that support the work that they're doing, gift bags for our collegiates so that they are always remembered by the Hope Center and also some gear so that they can always support the Hope Center on their campuses. On the community development side, we focus on um, how to synergize and help create sustainability in the, in the midst of our community. So we look at those nefarious systems that interrupt the growth and the development of children, youth, and families, and we try to address them cooperatively, collectively, and specifically. Uh, and so in doing that, we formed a medical clinic called Hope Family Care Center, which is located right there on the Prospect Linwood Plaza. Um, where they focus on general medicine. We had full-time physicians and nurses. We do mental health care as well. Um, they do dermatology. They do prenatal care. Um, so they get a chance to, to be in a clinic that really continues to provide quality care for members in our community. We also have a, a charter school, which is called Hope Leadership Academy serves transitional kindergarten through fourth grade at this time, um, where we try to take a small school, bring in the best practices and, uh, and combine high tech with high touch so that there's a, a level of intimacy in the educational growth of the students in our community who have the opportunity to attend this public charter school, not private, but public charter school. 
we also have affordable housing initiatives that we're working to develop and to build in, in uh, collaboration with the Prospect Business Association, where we will build single family homes as well as duplexes um, so that we can begin to see families remain in our community in affordable housing that is also housing that they can be proud of because it protects the dignity of all humanity. We have a community garden that we also partner with uh, the Santa Fe Housing Authority, where we have the opportunity, or Homeowners Association, where we have open um, on the corner of Linwood and Benton Boulevards. There's a wide open, no fence. Um, individuals who want to come in and, and be able to pick fresh fruits and vegetables have the opportunity to do so because it's open to every individual within our community. We do that in partnership with our homeowners association. Then we have family-based programs that we do on a monthly basis that connects families together, that uh, encourages them, that empowers them and equips them with particular information and skills so that they continue to parent uh, their children even more effectively and also to have a safe place and a fun place for them to be. We have a state-of-the-art playground as well as uh, a basketball court that we're resurfacing with sports courts for outdoor competition and challenges together in our community. And then we'll be looking to build a brand new community center that focuses on technology, the arts, and recreation. That's forthcoming. And then finally, a historic church building that we own. These are all assets that we possess and we already own. And this 1904 historic church building will be converted into a family life center to be able to once again extend our reach uh, to our community in the Palestine, Santa Fe, Oak Park, Idaho communities where individuals can find a neutral place to come together and to be able to support families, support the arts, support young people on Friday and Saturday nights and give businesses as well as churches and communities, uh, families a place to come and uh, a place to be able to, to what we call making memories in our community. That's it. <laughs> I was just waiting till the end of that. Just try to be. That's incredible. That is a. Oh my! That's 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 the definition of comprehensive. Oh my gosh! That that is, you know, that, that is incredible. That is a lot. That is a lot. How? Uh, tell me, what's the what's the story behind this? I mean. You have all these things. Yes. I mean, you went over a lot and touched on a lot of different things, yes. right? The leadership, the education, the uh, healthcare part, the, I mean, just, uh, you know, uh, providing recreational uh, facilities and, and opportunities and all of these other things. Yeah. You know, how did this So when you're in a high transitional community, um, we have about 5,000 vacant um, homes in a, on the east side of Kansas City. And initially, the Hope Center was a grassroots youth program that was looking to focus on developing uh, youth leaders within our community. But what they, we didn't take into account was all the various nefarious systems that can hinder or prevent that, that specific outcome. And so we needed to address it, and we needed to address it from a community perspective. And so all these particular um, programs that started started 
based upon the needs of the community. And so we recognized there was a lack of health care in our community. And that's what helped us to establish through the interests of both the community and those that we knew who were physicians who wanted to embark upon this journey because we knew that it was going to be a journey. And so uh, we asked them, let's not start something that we won't finish. Uh, we want to come with a perspective of longevity. And so in 2009, we, we established this medical clinic. And then they, they closed all the elementary schools in the community wow. that we're in. And so in the 64128 community, these, these schools were closed. And, and so we started um, a public charter school because, again, families um, wanted to not just always bust their children somewhere else. They wanted to stay within the community. And so we were able to get with several educators that wanted that had relationships with University of Central Missouri, who was a charter school host. And, and we started a public charter school in 2011 um, and, and to meet the needs of the elementary school needs of our children in our community. Uh, we had property that we were able to ascertain for uh, to meet fresh fruits and vegetables because we have a, a food desert in our community. So that's what really prompted the movement of, of our garden. What prompted the movement of our housing uh, initiative is the fact that we lack affordable housing. You know, we have a lot of out of town landlords in this city and particularly in our community um, that become slum laws. And so uh, we wanted to make sure that we could provide value and dignity to our community and really address what our vision was initially. And that was to develop healthy communities where the vulnerable can have hope and flourish. And so we said, how do we help individuals be able to have hope and how do we help them flourish? And so these are the, the those are the, that's the momentum. The vision itself is the momentum that dictates what we continue to do to get to that vision where we're no longer needed in our community. Yeah. So you're, you're basically, you're taking the problems. I mean, really, it seems the, the, approach you've taken is you've looked at all the problems in your community and said, Hey, there's, you know, we don't, we don't have elementary schools, yes. right? So we need to, we need to fill the gap. We need more housing, right? We have, uh, we need to fill the gap there. We need, uh, we have a food desert, as you mentioned. So we need to fill the gap there. What, you know, and that's, I mean, what really dry, I'm curious. And this is what I love about working. I love about working with nonprofits. I love about interviewing nonprofits, uh, and, and very mission-driven organizations is you're so part of the solution, right? You're thinking about the solution. Right. You're not complaining about the problems and just complaining, 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 and then going and then obviously expecting somebody else to do it. Your organization's actually doing this, right? You're like, hey, here's the problem. We are going to own that, which I think is really, yeah, it's, really it's, cool. The, the reality is that, you know, there's always problems, you know, and Oftentimes we're faith driven as an organization as well. And so we don't belong to any particular denomination or, right. um, that controls the Hope Center. But because our money is not our mission, you know, our mission comes from the transformation in the lives of people because, you know, you could build new buildings, but that doesn't guarantee good homes. So we look at the transformation both right. in the heart of humanity and then transformation in the community in which they reside. And so we just marry those two specific things together. And what's amazing, Jason, is that we get a chance to do that. And for the last 23 years, we've done that through just the generosity of the philanthropic community here in Kansas City. We have not received 
any state funding, any federal funding, or any city funding to do the things that we have. Wow. Now, now that our medical clinic is a fully federal FHQC status, they can now receive uh, federal funding reimbursements for Medicaid and Medicare. And so that's really helpful now where the clinic is not living off philanth uh, philanthropic generosity alone. Um, our school is a public charter school, so they get a chance to get state funding as a charter school to be able to do that. But for us as a community center, as a, de a community development organization, we do not. And so um, we have, and not because we have it um, that we are not eligible to, we just haven't pursued it in that way. Um, we, we haven't had to jump over the red tape uh, to be able to do the things that we needed to do. And now the city have recognized what we're doing. And so hopefully there's a partnership to establish to be able to build these new um, entities like our new facility for our community center. Our partnership with Ad Hoc Against Crime and their development on the Peace Center right next to us with some land that we've given. Uh, we've purchased 30 contiguous lots over time. And so that's what get, grants us the ability to do affordable housing. We just acquired some other land across the street from the Hope Center that had two homes that were um, fire damaged and burnt out. And so we just purchased though to, to clean up our community in a way so that we can begin to build housing for um, young people who have been displaced and they have no place to stay. And so being able to have a guardian lineman in partnership with our social services to be able to give keep kids out of foster care, but to be able to give them a fair start and a head start so they complete their high school um, education and then be able to give them a vision to go into the first workforce or into the armed forces or to go into um, secondary education. Just helping to remove barriers as much as we can. Yeah. And, and what I love about it, too, is you're not relying, like you mentioned, you're not going right to the government and or right to those public sources of funds right away to be able to do this. You're basically going to uh, your supporters. Now, tell me a little bit about who are your who generally yeah. is your supporters? Is it individuals, corporations? Yeah, continue to try to diversify our income, but... Because we're moved by our mission and not by money. So we don't look for, we don't establish programs right. where money is available to. Uh, so our, our donor base right. is from individuals uh, within our community, individuals that hear about the Hope Center um, and resonate with our mission and our vision. And so those are the individuals that make up the at least 70% of our donor base. Um, we have anonymous donors. We also have uh, monthly donors that that have invested on a monthly basis um, in the work of the Hope Center. We also have, uh, and the privilege and honor that we have um, business community that come alongside of us. We do um, an annual event, and these businesses will come to our annual event to support the work of the Hope Center. Um, we have grants and foundations that support the work of the Hope Center as well. And then we do, we've established a landscaping business amongst our teenagers. And so they take care not only the lots that we possess and the land that we have, but also they, they serve um, within our community context. And so it's been fun to receive fun, funding that comes from that business. And then um, churches will come alongside of us yeah. as well and, and to be able to give support. And so 
we have a a quite a diverse um, set of of donors that make up our donor base that continue to help the one point four million dollar budget that we we carry. So you have a business, a landscaping business yes. that the organization started. That is functions basically as a fundraising tool, but it's an actual business, which obviously makes sense because it's it's for your properties and things like that, right? But it's uh, uh, it's also it functions as in the community too, right? You you advertise that business, right? The uh, yeah, we normal residents. We're learning to develop services, it even right? more so. Uh, organizations like Entrepreneurity and KC Source Link comes alongside to help uh, develop business plans and to get the teenagers on board to understand how to utilize a business and it's part of their own entrepreneurial learning. And so uh, we, we're not, they're not making a whole lot of money uh, so far that they can sustain, but um, they're sustaining their income, which yeah. is tremendous because we're paying them beyond um, minimum wage. You know, and so they, they have an opportunity to, to do so. And here's the deal, Jason. When you have young people that have learning value of work and they have learned a work ethic, then they recognize that they take that work ethic because whatever they do, it represents their own character. And as a result of that, a drug dealer can come towards them and offer them more money. But because they learn work ethic and value about what they do, they won't accept that offer. They they will walk away. They will say, "Nah, that's all right. We we make money on a legit way." And and um and, and so it does their heart good. Yeah. It does our heart good to recognize that we have a cadre of male and female uh, teenagers that are able to come and and um to to do this landscaping business and to learn it, even junior high kids, um, in a way that really helps them to understand. Uh, the value of work and the impact that they make in their own community because of it. Mind blown here. If there was the uh, Bitmoji that had the mind blown part, that's I'm just I, I just can't even wrap my head around this. Uh, that the it, it, that what you've done too is you've also you've not only created a great funding source for yourself, but You've also instilled in the opportunity for the, you know, the, the people that are working, uh, the kids that are working in the, the business itself, you're instilled the same uh, values, core values, you know, within the organization to them, which obviously is helping them both on the social side. So it's not only helping them financially, yes. but it's helping them socially at the same time. So you're actually, you know, you're, you're everything. It seems like almost everything that you're doing, basically, you're, you're taking, it's, it's, it's got, uh, I'm trying to think of the best word here. It's a multi-prong approach. It's you're instilling the mission and vision. You're instilling the core values. You're also creating a funding source of the organization, which helps you serve more people, which helps you to yes. advance your mission and everything else. Well, and, because, you know, we approach it from an asset base, yeah. not a deficit base. You know, we all know the deficits that exist in families and within our community, but we spend more time on the development of the assets in the lives of students, assets in the lives yeah. of family, assets in the lives of men, assets in the lives of single parent moms. And so we see them like, for instance, last night we had a for our high schoolers, we had a Valentine dinner dance um, for our high school families. And so all the families gather together, 
you know, um, at our school here. And we have the opportunity just to love on them, um, to be able to encourage them. They come to a well-decorated place, uh, good food that is served, gifts that are given, roses that are given to yeah. the, the young men and to the daughters to be able to give to their mothers. And, um, and then having the parents get up at the end and just dancing with their, their children and, and just having a great time together. That's what we always continue to do within our communities is what we call provide unique opportunities for flourishing. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This is, I, yeah, I, I mean, usually, usually when we, you, we do an interview, it's, you know, we're, we're kind of focusing on maybe a couple aspects or, one aspect or and again it doesn't it does not you know in any shape in way shape or form uh talk down any of the organizations that focus in on just one thing but what you've what you're doing is you're looking at this community and you're 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 looking at how do we like you said how do we focus in on building the asset right and i think that's a big thing too in, in society today is is that i think there's a lot and i say this a lot is is that you know we we are surrounded yes. in a world uh filled with negativity yes. right it's just around us right you pick up your phone you got the news feed everything else it's filled with negativity you talked even when you start going out there you uh, going out in, into society and you start talking to people depending on who you talk to i mean it, it seems like this this world is this terrible place and it's gotten worse and 2022 is the worst you know way worse than it was and in the 80s or the 60s or anything like that and which i think is like you know no maybe you just haven't lived then um but uh th what's what's crazy though is that uh it, or not what's not what's crazy but what's what's it's it's amazing that if you just look at organizations like yours which are making the difference you're providing you're we're focusing in on the asset right if 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 america like a good example if we just leave and just look at the united states we looked at america and we said America, let's if you managed your country like a balance sheet, right? Assets, liabilities, right? And equity. You have the three three parts of any balance sheet, right? So what uh, you're focusing on is the asset instead of focusing on the liability and the problems and all those things that essentially draw devalue everything, right? Devalue the outlook and everything else, right? Um, if you know, if more individuals realize, hey, this is this is the good. This is the the organizations that are truly making the difference, and how can you support that? How can you become a part of that uh, part and spend maybe a, you know spend more of your time volunteering for your organization than watching TV or you know or social worse, worse off social media. Um, the uh, hopefully except for this you know except for this video because this is very enriching and, and helping people find the solutions. But uh, uh, you know, but do you agree with that? I mean, it's 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 just. I think you're really, you're a yeah, part of that. And you know, we're right a staff there. of 10 full-time individuals with two interns and the rest of our um, community base is volunteers. And so we, our volunteers are essential for us and our volunteers yeah. are diverse. You know, they're black, they're white, they're Hispanic, they're Asian. So, you know, we, and we're serving a predominantly African-American community. So we want individuals to understand that there's, uh, and, and to increase their worldview. For instance, Jason, here's the reality. There is, um, I, I like to use two illustrations. One is there's a good times motif. Good times was that, uh, that 70, 80s TV show where you had a family living in the projects of Cabrini Green in Chicago, you know, and, and people, you know, 
that's that's people's lifestyle. That's people's lives. That those those are realities in the condition of family lives. But then you had Cosby Show, and Cosby Show uh, for others was less realistic. You know, Cosby Show they thought was more fantasy based. You have two professional parents who are have five children living in the brownstones in Brooklyn, New York. Um, they they have. Uh, wealth, you know, and they're raising their children and there's a father, the mm-hmm. same daddy, same mommy. You know? And so you ask people in our community, rather it's the white community or even the African-American community, you know, which one do you see as being more realistic? And they always go to the good times motif. And so we said, no, 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 no. That might yeah. be one reality, but there is another reality, you know, and Cosby show is not fantasy. Right. It's also reality. And so our lives play a role in that. I have five children, you know, and I've been married for 32 years. You know, I have another two staff members who've been married for 20 years. You know, there's another staff member. They've been married for five years. You know, uh, we got other staff members that have been married for 12 years. So, and then we got single staff members. We we want them to see a picture that's different than what they always see and to increase their worldview so that when they say, hey, all them kids yours, same mommy, same daddy, we can say, yes. You know, this is not anomaly. This is reality. And we can all be able to exist mm-hmm. cooperatively because that's what we talk about when we say sustain, uh, a sustainable community. Everybody together, you know, is yeah. everyone is needed. Everyone is necessary. You know, so that's why the dignity yeah. of humanity is so well, vital. It is. And, and, you know, I think, too, we, we, when you expose yourself to a lot of social media and you expose yourself to a lot of media, and unfortunately, that's just the case, right? A lot of uh, people get their information that way. Um, you know, it does create that world, though. It does create where the Cosby's are, the Cosby show is not reality, right? Or uh, that, uh, you know, and obviously a big, a big conversation in today's world is, has been, you know, the racial divide and things like that. And it's like, that's not really reality. That's, 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 that's being filtered to you. Um, that's being filtered down. I'm not saying there aren't issues or whatever else. And that's not the point. But there are definitely... I mean, there are examples all over the place. Like you mentioned, your organization's a great example of that is people just working together, people that want to be part of that solution. And that's the reality is I think there's more of those people out there than there are of uh, the, the naysayers, the, the people that are, you know, saying, OK, well, this is it's just getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And it, the problem is, is that, again, it, get, it looks worse because they're highlighting things they're highlighting uh you know probably really even non-events things that aren't even really a part of that and and um you know and that's what i love about i love about that and i agree 100 percent. i mean that's what's going to get to make this world a better place is if if more people looked at their in, uh, involvement in the community just like you look at the involvement or the you look and you instill the core values in your in the people that are going through uh the yeah, program see, it's about, touch, right you know the united states of america like other um countries in our world you know we have problems there's no doubt about it but we, we sure. you know we're imperfect people so <laughs> yeah. imperfect people are always going to invite problems right yet um there is when we begin to value people you know, that's the, what we call the dignity of humanity, right? And so, um, for instance, 
we do events every month, you know, and those we do, of course, family based events, but we do community outreach events because we're philanthropic. We can't afford to replicate things right. and services that uh, other people are doing. So we won't do that. You know, we got a YMCA right next to us. We're not replicating by building a gym. <laughs> you send folk to the YMCA. Well, we uh, Operation Breakthrough exactly. is doing some great things. We send people there. We're not feeding folks. We send people to harvesters. We send, you know, so we're not going to replicate services. But what we do do um, right. is that we bring community together. And so we had a fall festival that was here in October. Over 900 people gathered together. 900. We had no police pre yeah. presence that was there. You know, no incidents, no issues, no fighting, you know, no arguments that break out because you create an atmosphere. That's what the Hope Center does. Create a hopeful atmosphere so that people can feel good about where they are. We call it safe space, fun places where people can gather together, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that had, this is our eighth year doing this without police presence, uh, you won't hear it on the news. You won't see it. Media doesn't cover it. But you have hundreds of people that gather together in our events, and we do it without incident. Our basketball court, without staff being present, we have kids that come out and play um, from elementary school to high school to adults, and we don't have any incidents. There's no shootings that take place in our basketball court. There's none of those things have happened. And we're grateful to God for that. But none of those things have happened because we spend time in our neighborhood creating a community context where the Hope Center belongs to the community, not to an organization. And that's why every day when we get up, our staff recognize every morning that we get a chance to get up. We get up knowing this as our mantra. We're there to help the hopeless become hopeful so that the hopeful can become help healthy and that the healthy can become helpful. That's what we do every morning. So the hopeless can become hopeful, therefore, so that the hopeful can become healthy and the healthy can become helpful. And that's our mantra. Yeah, and, and it's giving back. You know, again, if the healthy become helpful, guess what? That they're passing the they're passing it along right now. You have a community of people that that essentially and and probably I, you know they're they are the stem. They're the stem of uh, of ever of the organization, and they could be on whatever it is that you're going to be able to do yourself, but you know uh, at all, right? Because you, you, it's you know, word of mouth, whatever you want to call it. But the the thing I hear too is that you know community that value that the thing, and I think part of the solution that can make this world a better place is is or you know organizations like yours which have really instilled a sense of culture inside of a community culture inside of a community that has basically laid the ground rules for how things are you don't need police presence at your events because you've laid the ground rules there's a certain uh a certain uh view or worldview of of and certain rules underlying rules that yes. uh are at play and i think you know if you can if we can stem that out Right. So you've, you've clearly created a great model. Stem that out into the larger community. Right. Where, you know what, uh, you know, I, I, this will never probably happen is when um, the, uh, you know, news news covers the, uh, you know, the, the 
events that have there's no issues right like hey there was no issues today well that's not news right, right. consider at least that they don't consider it that way um but that that is part of the i think yeah. the the change that new narrative right now i think it's it's yeah it's, a new narrative. yeah you know, a narrative, narrative that right? is is hopeful where when hope roots you know people rise right so there is this, we, we got to create new narratives constantly where we're hearing people's stories, you know, what you're doing in these podcasts, uh, where people can share stories, you know, create new narratives that exist in our communities, that exist in our cities, that exist in our country. You know, um, and, and they are reportable. You know, people want to hear good interest yeah. stories. They don't always want to hear about what animals have been rescued. I mean, that's a good thing at all. But what people have been rescued, yeah. you know, um, and, and the goodness of humanity, yeah. it doesn't always have to be theme-based, such as this is the month of kindness. You know, kindness <laughs> is a character to be practiced. Right. You know, but what we do at the Hope Center is that everybody yeah. that comes, we just have an expectation. You know, we don't lower the expectations. We have an expectation that we set um, for people and we're willing to walk them through mm -hmm. to meet those expectations. But we don't lower the expectations. We don't grade on the curve. You know, we, we expect people to be able to achieve. We expect people to be able to behave. We expect people to be able to learn. We expect people to be able to grow. You know, we expect people to be able to serve. We expect people to be able to care for one another, yeah. to resolve conflict. So there's the expectations that we place upon people. And because of those expectations, you'd be amazed at how people will meet expectations. It's like you'd be surprised when they don't because <laughs> there's no that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, a, you know, and expectations are really, that's what sets culture, right, is expectations. If you expect that, uh, you know, you expect that your family shouldn't be like the Cosby's portrayed themselves, right? Uh, or if you expect that, that, that's what you attract. That's what you bring. That's what, you, that's, that's a part of uh, a society or in a culture that you're creating, but you know, you have, and what I love about organizations like yours, your, yours is that you're intentional about bringing that expectation to a different level, Bring, kind of saying, hey, don't focus in on the negative, focus in on the positive side. And oh, by the way, here are the, you know, a thousand different things and different ways you can get, you can get involved, improve yourself, get, bring hope for yourself, but also here's how yes. you can yes. influence other people. And, and people can fail, that, but when they fail, yeah. That's when we extend grace, you know, again, so that you can fall yeah. forward. So that's what we want to see people do. I mean, even in the midst of mm -hmm. their difficulties and all that, you learn how to get into people's pain and walk them to a different place. You know, and so we're just not we're just not satisfied yeah. with the status quo, satisfied with folks saying, well, that's just the way I am. It doesn't have to be doesn't need to be the way you are yeah that's that um you can change right. and you could change that right now right you can change that right now and 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 figure out a way to to uh to to change the way you look at the world and change uh what media you're also yeah. exposing yourself to as well right get involved and the one thing i was i said this uh, in an earlier podcast was you know if you get involved um you know, so either you're volunteering or uh, even if you, again, just you 
you know, actively participate in the services or getting involved by uh, volunteering, sharing, just even, you know, sharing, hey, if you're on social media, maybe instead of next time going through and scrolling through and being depressed when you're done, which I always feel like I'm pretty depressed, depressed after uh, uh, after probably about 10, 15 seconds of scrolling after a while. Um, maybe it's just the way the again, it's I think the algorithm is sort of designed that way. It's sort of designed to, um, you know, make you feel a certain way. And then, and then boom, there, there comes pops an ad, ad right there for you um, yes. right when you're vulnerable. Right. So uh, I won't get into that. That's a whole different story, different, uh, different subject. But um, but the thing is, is that I think you, uh, you, you know, you have by doing these things, by donating, by volunteering, you have the ability to kind of shift that mindset quickly into gratitude. And, you know, the, the, the dollar of the value you get yes. back, the transaction you get back by, yes. by participating and sharing that and, and making it being part of the solution. We are a part of the solution. I believe it's not, you know, going to uh, right. expecting the government to do it or expecting organizations or expecting your employer to be uh to make your life better right isn't going to solve anything it's that's not although those things may or may not help they're not in control you're not in control of that so um i think you know by getting involved in the organizations such as yours that um that are making the change and being part of that change you have the ability to shift the narrative in your own head and you know what guess what happens you de-stress a little bit you take a load you know you uh you, uh, you you don't you look at the world a little bit differently and you start to Absolutely. appreciate things a lot. And that's more. why even in our volunteer services that we have, you know, we have people who come and do a serve day, you know, and they, they're doing a particular project either in the garden or in the buildings or around several of our lots. And they're, they're serving with our staff and with our community in the midst of that. And there's learning and conversations that are taking place. Of course, we need volunteers for all the programs that we have. Uh, and those individuals who engage, they begin to see people differently. You know, um, they begin to understand yeah. context and that changes their mind and their thought process that they once had. Uh, we get a chance to see businesses come in and, and to do projects, you know, uh, and so it changes the concept of that, what they had about the east side of Kansas City even. So it's amazing what happens when people get engaged. You know, when people get engaged with mm -hmm. each other, they get a chance to learn from each other. And it changes the paradigm and the perspective that they may have. Um, and, and when that changes, then their narrative change. And then when they deal with other people who have false narratives, they can correct them, you know, because they can say, no, I've been there. I've engaged. Mm -hmm. I've been with people, you know, um, and so and I've seen things differently. And that's what engagement does. Yeah. It does. And yeah, when you're engaged, yeah, you're you also surround yourself with the aura of other people, uh, their viewpoints and 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 it's a weird contagious uh it's very, very contagious way, but it contagious in a great way, right? Because you surround yourself with people that have a different outlook and maybe they have a different outlook. Maybe they didn't have that before, but they've been in your shoes where they didn't have hope. And then all of a sudden they had hope, right? That's part of what you're doing here is you're, you're providing that. Uh, opportunity yeah, there, was a, Jason, so, there was a young I mean, white that, male who um, was paraplegic and his name is Joe. And um, he was just getting ready to graduate from college. And so Joe would come and for a month, Joe, just shadowed 
um, us. He was gonna, he was doing an internship with us, and it was amazing to see how Joe interacted with with the middle school, the high school, and the children. Uh, in the midst of our programs, they watched him having to be carried downstairs because we didn't have handicap accessible accessibility to go down our stairs. Um, they watched how he interacted on the basketball court outside. Um, here, this young man is is confined to a wheelchair, and he has this joy that he shares with individuals and they get a chance to interact with him. They get a chance to see him laugh and laugh with them and all that. That changed the perspective of our students who may be in some messed up homes or our students who may not, may be suffering economically, gave them a different perspective of what they did possess, which was their health, what they did possess, their legs, their mobility. And they saw those things and say, you know what? Things may be bad in some areas, but they're great in others. And it was wonderful to watch them be able to engage and to love on each other and to share life with each other from a different perspective because they shared stories together and they shared lives. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah, it was sharing stories, sharing stories, sharing that, that, uh, you know, just the different experiences you can relate to. It. It's not somebody professing it to you and saying, "Hey, be more positive, right? Be more positive." Well, that's 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 really hard <laughs> to be more positive sometimes, or it's hard to to sometimes appreciate those things and be very you know appreciative of the fact that you have the ability to be maybe more mobile, yes. or you have your eyesight, or you have. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of things that we can be appreciative of. Right. Um, and so when we uh, but the, like you said, I mean, I think and I agree 100 percent. It's about um, being around people that have been in those scenarios and, and being able to, to share those stories. But sometimes it's hard to be around those people. And what you have done, what, what you've done with the Hope Center in KC is you've made that yes. you've created the culture for that. You've created the opportunities for that through the events and the programs and all of these things that you've done. And you've, you've really created what I would say is a culture That's our change. goal. Um, if we can continue to provide transformational opportunities through asset-based programming, if we can continue to connect with individuals. My staff understands something specific um, in our own core values. And that is, if I go to McDonald's and I, as I'm going through a drive through and the person on the speaker who's taking my order is pleasant and kind, um, wants to serve me, want to take my order. And if I have a specialty order, like I don't want salt on my French fries, you know, or there's no, you know, or ketchup right. on the burger or whatever. And they say to me, it is my pleasure to serve you. You know, I feel like this person I encountered on the screen was wonderful. And then they telling me to drive around and I go around and I meet the individual who's there to take my money and they don't even make eye contact with me. They just tell me how much it is. And then they have the counter, the credit card counter for me to, to, to swipe, but I can't reach it because they have it inside their door and they won't even stretch the counter. I got to stre- open the door to stretch so I can swipe it. And then I go to pick up the food and the person who I'm picking it up from says, well, because you have such a specialty order, it's not ready right now. Just pull over to the side and somebody will bring it out to you. I had 
three different experiences in the same place. The same, it was the same McDonald's, but I had three different encounters and three different experiences. And I told my staff, listen, no matter who we interact with, no matter who comes to the Hope Center and no matter who they talk to, they will not get a different experience. They all need to get the same experience. And that is the experience of being respected, cared about, loved on, and the dignity of humanity there, Maggio Deo, the dignity of humanity of who they created to be is going to be honored, no matter who they talk to, no matter who they interact with. And that's in our culture as a staff, we create that so that when people interact with us, they say something about not just one person, they say, man, we love being around y'all, <laughs> not just you, y'all, you know? Yeah, so right. it, it's, it's a change it of mindset and it's a creation of an environment for people to flourish in. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many, you know, I just, I, 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 you know, hope and pray too that the organ, you know, as organizations like yours are, are making a, a bigger footprint to other organizations or sorry, other, um, areas and other organizations in other areas uh, take that same philosophy and uh, continue to, to scale that, right? If we can do, do this yeah. at scale, man, look at the change. I mean, look at the change you've made in your community, but you know, what could you do? What could we do if every community had that, right? You would, you would create, and, and I don't know, I, I, I guess you get, uh, well, you would create, I'm just going to say the word, you're going to create a <laughs> pandemic of yes. change, a better change. Yes. Right. Who knows? I guess you, if you say that word, I guess you get like, you know, but I'm, we're not, you know, we're not, we're not being monetized on, on YouTube or anything anyway. So, uh, you know, this is just independent. This is free thinking, but it, that would be, that would be the, the next big pandemic is, is the fact of, you know, that what the current pandemic has done is it's, it's created a lot of negativity and different viewpoints and, oh, that's been mismanaged and all of this and a lot of finger pointing, right? And there's probably some truth and reality to some of that, but you could speculate and you can look into that. And, and But that's not the point. The point is not to do that. You, But we can, we as the society, we as the community can, can make that change. We as individuals inside of that community can change who we support, can change the tone, can change the environment. Uh, change, you know, the, the way we engage we can do all of these things. And if we do that at scale, you know, it, it has a way, as I mentioned before, it has a way to, to be contagious. It has a way to be able to spread. And if you think about it, we as the ability, if we have the ability to, to spread a virus around, I mean, they get something uncontrollable, really, in a lot of ways, or mm -hmm. uh, invisible, if you will. You know, we, we definitely have the capability to do to change and to spread something that is very controllable uh, and something we can change immediately, which is the way our thoughts are and the way we the way we interact and who we interact with and and uh, to create, as you mentioned, that culture of change and the culture of positivity and, and what's going to make this society, not only your community better, but also society. Uh, you're better absolutely well. right. You're absolutely right. So, and and. That's why when it comes to things like the act of kindness, you know, uh, when, it, when it comes to the issue of respect, yeah. you know, the things that we can do 
that that can be contagious. You know, it's amazing how we see things happen where when the young people start just picking up trash right around the buildings, you know, and then other people come around and they get involved in it. You know, there's things that we can motivate and empower and encourage people to do. We like to call it positive peer pressure. You know, that there's everybody experienced peer pressure of yeah. some sort. Why not make it uh, peer pressure that empowers and encourages and enriches the individual? Right. And so we, we seek to do that. Uh, we seek to do that in how to properly, you know, develop friendships, you know, how to properly engage in relationships, you know, um, how to be able to, uh, when I'm having a, a bad day and hard day, you know, to be able to communicate that in a way that is not destructive um, with our mouths to other people. And so, you know, when they see us, you know, when they see me as the leader, you know, uh, get it right, you know, and course correct, you know, um, when I have to, to defrag my own mind or reset myself so that um, I'm not attacking my staff or not saying something to them that, that hurts their feelings or, um, maybe erroneous in, in the decision that they can see how I come back and apologize, right. you know, how I can say, I'm sorry, or I was wrong. You know, um, we, we want to continue to keep that, that type of environment where people can recognize that, you know, it's, this is, if, if we want to see peaceful <laughs> environments, you know, peaceful environments, Gardens are nice, flowers are nice, sunny days are nice, but what makes a peaceable environment is the people are in the environment. <laughs> so we gotta see people change mm -hmm. in the midst of an environment and it creates yeah. the dynamic for other people to enjoy such an environment. Change yeah. the environment, change yeah. the people. Yeah, because again, people are essential and they're critical. So when we begin to look at all the dynamics of what we're doing next, we're right now in this capital campaign for um, the, the re restoration and re reuse of this historic 1904 uh, church, beautiful on the outside, decaying on the inside. Um, it's going to be a phenomenal facility and asset to bring our community together. You know, um, for individuals to come together, for families to come together, for us to have a, a Friday night movie night inside of a facility together, you know, just for some unique opportunities yeah. to occur in that facility. And then when we start to build this new community center that focuses on technology and robotics and e-gaming and sound studio and, and the practical and fine arts, um, to be able to have a smoothie Wi-Fi ca cafe where the, the smoothie fruits of the smoothie comes out of the garden, from the garden to the blender, dance studios, you know, uh, after school programs, things that really just continue to enrich and inspire and provide unique skills uh, for our, our families and our community. It will be another asset to see happen. So, you you know, with the Hope Center, wherever you go, rather you're going to go to a quality school and get quality health care or come in for quality after school programs or support programs, we, we want to be there uh, for our community. And we want to continue to build and develop that. Go deep as we go wide with people. That is incredible. Marvin, it's been awesome today. 
awesome interview, awesome, awesome conversation. And, um, you know, one, one thing I always want to leave people with is, you know, how to contact you, how to, what's the next step? I mean, I'm amazed. I'm still blown away. It's going to take me a few days to kind of wrap around and probably have to watch this interview a few times. Just remember all the things you said you do, <laughs> the, uh, the Hope Center does. Just incredible. You know, it's a lot. It's, it's, but it's, it's so awesome, you know, that uh, you've create, created a culture of change around uh, being a part of the solution. How can people, uh, how can people get involved? Uh, what's a yes, next, what's yes. a good next step? If you're listening today and you're inspired, they can go right on to our website and find all the information uh, that they want about the Hope Center. And that's hopecenterkc.org, hopecenterkc.org. Our number, you can call us as well. You got any questions or just uh, inquisitive about what we do, 816-931-6290. That's 816-931-6290. We also could be on the YouTube page at HopeCenterCasey.org, Facebook as well, HopeCenterCasey.org, Instagram. We are we're on social media as well to we'll redirect individuals to see some other things that are happening. So, uh, Jason, thank you so much for the privilege of being able to share the story of the Hope Center KC. Absolutely, absolutely, it's been a bit my pleasure. Uh, and, and to wrap up here, I mean, you have again, you have the uh, you you are a part of the solution, right? We are watching this. You watching this. Marvin and, and the Hope Center of KC or Hope Center KC is a part of that solution. But we have you have the choice. You have the choice to be able right now look at your look at yourself, look at your life, look at your day, and to be a part of that solution and to avoid the problems. Uh, not that you uh, there are definitely problems out there, but uh, you can take part by visiting the website, right? The Hope uh, you got to visit hopecenterkc.org. And uh, make sure you get, you know, get involved or even just getting involved in your, your own local community as well. I think in, in, in finding ways to be able to create a culture of change. And that's a lot of what we talked about today with with Marvin. Uh, so uh, be sure again, be sure to smack uh, the uh, smack the bells or subscribe, smack the bell uh, for notifications here on our YouTube channel. Uh, so you can stay tuned with uh, new interviews and and other inspiring stories. It's stories to make you feel better, especially in times like this where we are constantly being bombarded with negative messages. Uh, these are the stories that are, are, are really positive and that are a part of the change that we really need to see in this world to make this world a better place. So I pre- appreciate you for watching or listening and uh, yes. have a great rest of the day.